0: Morning, everybody. (laughs) Faster than a speeding bullet. I'm looking out the window thinking, do you know, yesterday was lovely. It was a lovely day yesterday, from what I remember of it. I went out, I got the car wash. It's amazing. Just getting the car wash makes me feel very happy. Because it was so dirty and a couple of pigeons had pooed on it. And frankly, you know, you just want to shoot them, don't you? And we've got, at the moment, it's pigeon nesting time. They're all doing this <laughs> bit, you know, all over the place. And so they're looking for nesting boxes. So, what we're doing is we're filling up all the places where they could nest with all this uh, wire and spikes. And everything else. But they, they, they're, they're, they're quite nasty pigeons because they've learnt how to push the spikes to one side. So we've now super glued them on so they can't move anything at all. Because you don't because the mess they make is just disgusting. Absolutely awful. Anyway, so I got the car wash. That made me feel a lot better. Went out, I bought some towels for the bathroom. Bought some new towels, some yellow. I bought yellow towels before and I went to buy the same ones again. And they were, they're, they're sort of not as big as a bath sheet. They're the next size down. And they were six ninety five. And uh, So I bought two. And then she went, oh, there's a sale on. So I got two for £9.50. So I thought that was really a good bargain. So I'm going back today to buy some more. They're they're fluffy towels, yeah. As opposed to what? As opposed to fluffy towels. Oh no no no, definitely I only do, only do fluffy, and only do at the moment because the shower curtain's green. I've got to use yellow towels. Uh, and then I got back, and then I read that Superdrug had dropped Jordan's uh, perfume, and uh, and I thought, oh thank God for that. Perhaps it's on ethical grounds. Well, actually, yes, it is. It is ethical grounds because it turns out that, um, I forgot what I was going to say, actually, now, uh, <laughs> it turns out that the bottles are made in India and they're, they're paying them below the minimum wage. So, so Superdrug have pulled it, saying, because of our ethical overseas policy, we're not going to be selling it. And I wonder, actually, because that uh, comes Katie Pritch, I shouldn't imagine she has got the faintest idea of what's going on, because I don't think she knows anything about that. They've now said, oh, it's, it's all going to be made over here. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And, um, and I thought, but uh, you've sold all this stuff before and it now means that loads of people have bought this and the people who made the bottles have got, have got nothing. They've got nothing at all. Anyway, the, is this true? Oh, right. Oh, it's true. Is it right? Oh, right. It's on right now, is it? Apparently. Apparently. It's going to upset somebody. But Steve Allen oh, it's me, has taken over the LBC website. For this morning only, the whole of the front page on lbc.co.uk is all about me and the show. There's a reason. Are they doing different people all the time? We're going to go for, oh, just me. So, oh, it's all the photos bit and everything else. Oh, right. So it's photos of us. Not photos of you, though, is it? Is it photos? The photos of you as well. Oh, Amanda's on there, too. So if you go to the LBC website, Noreen will be there. Quick as possible. Dawn... Yes, and Noreen says, oh, sorry, and Amanda says she'll sort out the podcast, Noreen. And thank you for letting us know, OK? There you go, everybody quite happy this morning. So if you want to go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, I've taken over the website. For today only, it's a one-off, it's a Steve Allen special. You know what I found in the boot of the car the other day? Some Steve Allen badges. Remember we had all the badges that I thought we got rid of at Hornchurch? We sent Amanda out with the badges. We said, go on, go out and get, give, give badges out and everything. And I found some still in the car. And when I think about it, we got through... She's not giving those out as well. I think John made... I don't know, we've had thousands of badges. So, people, you know, Steve Allen, the text queen... Uh, text queen? <laughs> Steve Allen, the, the, the text king, and Steve Allen... I'm one of Steve Allen's little texticles and things. We had all these uh, badges, which you came up with. You actually came up with the slogans. And so John Napper then made them. No, you didn't, admittedly. But uh, we had loads of them. And we had them at Croydon. We've had them a few places. Then we used to send them out to people. So if you've got them... Now probably worth money, probably at least twice what you paid for them in the first place. So go and go and check us out. Even I've not checked out the LBC website. I'll have to do it a bit later on, just to boost up the figures. Because <laughs> apparently, if, if, if nobody goes and checks, we're we'll going to deep decline. Deep decline. But they always say, if we stick Steve Allen on the LBC website, there are enough curious people who will go and check out exactly what we've got on offer for you. There's also a, a full frontal nude picture of me on there as well, so you can go and check that out. I'll tell you lies. I, I really don't. Some people will not tell you lies. Yesterday, huh, yesterday, I leave the, uh, the studio because I've I decided I've got to buy the new iPhone because I've dropped mine and also the battery's not, not being as good as it could be. It's still fine. It works all day and there's no, no problem with it. But uh, so I pre-ordered the new iPhone. So it said today from eight o'clock I can go and collect it. So I'm going to go and collect the new iPhone. And they've said in Apple that they're, they're, they're going to do it all. So I'll just give them my iPhone and they'll just connect it all up. And then all my information on here will go onto my iPhone. And yesterday, I'm I'm a bit psychic. I don't know if you've ever done this before. You know when you sit at home and, or you walk past and you think, do you know, I've not spoken to so-and-so for ages. Blow me down, the phone rings and there's that person. And the first thing you say is, I was just thinking about you. And you wonder whether or not... They're thinking about... So I keep, I, th- I keep thinking about a lottery win. I keep thinking about 26 million. And I keep, I've been thinking about it for a long time. It's either 26 million or 85. I'm not really bothered either way, as long as it's one of them and as long as it's quickly. And I promise the Lord above everything. You know, I'll keep going to church. I'll do this. I'll give money to charity. I'll be nice to the producer once. You know, and I'll do all these things, and still it's not materialist. And yesterday, I was sitting at home, and I was, I was looking at... Um, at a magic trick that I bought a short while ago. And I thought, do you know, I've not spoken to my friend Michael J. Fitch, who's a magician, who I met when I did the uh, the Magic Circle's Christmas dinner in the London Hotel. And I was at uh, um, Jack's guest. And and blow me down. I was sitting there and I thought, I must phone Michael. I know, I'll phone him tomorrow. Ten minutes later, the phone rings. It's Michael. I mean, seriously, I said... Well, I haven't actually spoken to him. I let him leave a message. And so when I speak to him today, I'm going to say... I was thinking about you yesterday and I thought, I've not spoken to you for a couple of weeks. Blow me down the phone Now, how does that work? Does that mean I'm psychic or does that mean that he's psychic and he was thinking about it? Or, because I was thinking about him not speaking to me, he then gets a message going, Steve, must phone Steve, and he phones. I mean, how I sat there thinking, I do exactly the same on the Antiques Roadshow. I sit there and they go, have you ever thought how much that's worth? And I go, £850. And they come back... £850. And you think, this is unbelievable! I make Mystic Meg look like a fraud, because I know the answers. It's behind a green door that the number 7 will be revealed. And you, you can't all am But I, I know the prices of things. I sit down there, and they say, well, how much do you think this house is worth on relocation, relocation? And I go, 295000 And they go, it's 285000 I think, well, I was blooming close... It's a bit uncanny, isn't it? And the other day, being a bit psychic, I revealed the Big Brother evictees. It upset little Simone. Simone wrote to me, "Do not reveal information about Big Brother before it is broadcast. You may not be a fan, but some of your listeners are." Well, I don't. I don't think they are, sweet pea. They're not. We ha- we have done a survey and asked them, and they've all said they weren't. And he said, they don't want to be told the nominations for they get the chance to watch them on the programme as that completely spoils the enjoyment of watching the show. I thought you had more sense than that, so he's rude as well as offensive. Well, I have to tell you, sweet pea, it was in all the papers yesterday. And I'm going to tell you that I know you don't want to hear this, but on Friday, Shabby's going to be evicted. OK? Shabby's going to be kicked out. I've got it on the nose, all right? I've had a quick word with the people down there and they've said Shabby's going to be out. So there you go. Sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it, when I talk like that. Frightens myself. Uh, Robbie Williams' fiancee has moved out of their Los Angeles home. This is actress Ada Fitt. They're still engaged, but she's, she's moved out because she can't stand the boring Stoke-on-Trent bloke talking about football. So she's moved out. She's had enough of it. Go on, sit there, you dreary tubby boy. Watch your football, because frankly, I'm not interested either. And I did watch a little bit of some game yesterday and all I kept thinking was there is a swarm of bees over the st- It's this blooming th- thing that they blow all the time. I mean, frankly, I wish they'd swallow them because it's so annoying. It must be really frustrating. You must think you've got tinnitus. If you're in the stadium and all you can hear is this stupid noise, absolutely dreadful. I mean, I, I would literally have them have them confiscated. Simple as that. I'm not going to mess around with it. They're very silly. You don't need them. And it spoils the enjoy- I don't mind people whistling, you know, and, and sort of doing a chant and a sing-song or a Mexican wave, but this blooming thing, that, this plastic thing, ghastly. Uh, Noreen says, you going to Biggin Hill? Yep, I'm going on Saturday. <laughs> going there. Brian had his calf lunch the other day, full English brekkie and apple crumble. She says, this is on his diet. <laughs> Bless him, she says. We'll be hear from John from foreign places soon. You will. You'll hear from him today. After the news at six o'clock, and I am going to big. I'm going to go to Biggin Hill on the Saturday, so I should be going down on the Saturday, be, mmm, aeroplanes and stuff like that. I'll be the one in the uh, in the tight shorts, okay. And if you want to see a, a nude picture of me, I'm on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. There's me and a few other people. At L- There's not really. I'm just saying that to try and sort of drum up interest at quarter past five in the morning because it'd be quite funny. I know that when it, we, we we can monitor. Adrian does it very well. He's, he sort of comes back and he goes, You know when you mentioned the LBC website and you did it this time, look at look at the traffic, he goes da 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 zoop Because everybody is curious. Because you listen to the radio and you think, What does he look like? And then you think, Right, we've got a rough idea with it. Perhaps he can't look any worse than he looked last year. And then you think, I wonder what his contributors look like. So you go and have a look at the contributors, and then you think, Right, okay, let's find the producer. Where is she? And you find the producer. Oh my lord. You do know, see through that top.
1: I've got another
0: top one underneath. Oh, dear me, I... <laughs> Honestly, a little bit early in the I've morning.
2: I've got another
0: top one underneath. Oh, <laughs> Godfathers! What are you do- They did a thing on the telly yesterday on this Living Channel where they were they were selling bra straps. I don't know if you've ever seen these before. It's like a metal strap that... Metal? It, was, it, well, it was Well, it was made out of beads or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, and yeah. you clip it onto the bra and then it goes over... And the, the women were complaining about these bras that had plastic straps. Have you ever heard of plastic yeah, straps?
2: The and they're
0: supposed, to, she said, it's supposed to be nude. She said, they're not you nude can at see all. Them, yeah. You could see them. But they had all these, and so I've ordered some. Oh, thank you. For Toge- me. For you. <laughs> Together with your Tesco outfits. I've decided you're having them whether you want it or not. Skirt, jumper, and, uh, and a polo shirt for £3.75. I mean, that's a bargain. Absolute bargain, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk as we take over the LBC website for one day only. lbc.co.uk, be it on your own heads. These are the headlines President Obama has told BP he'll make it pay for the Gulf of Mexico oil spill. In a major speech overnight, he's ordered it to make sure people affected are fully compensated. A sixth person's being questioned after a man was stabbed to death in Shepherd's Bush last week. And we'll find out later what role the social services played in the days and weeks before Shannon Matthews was kidnapped in West Yorkshire back in 2008. Check on the roads for you this morning. Shea Louise.
2: Thank you, Steve, and good morning. On the A2, heading out...
0: Fourth. Oh, sorry, I've just realised actually at 6pm, Nick's doing it from 6pm. I thought it was in the morning. I got a bit carried away then. He said from 6pm. 6 6pm, 6 not 6am. 6, 6... I don't know. Well, he's, he'll be doing the breakfast show, then going home and then coming back to do the debate. God, I got a bit panicky there, because I immediately said to the producer, I said, uh, I said oh, I'll have to sit until till 8 o'clock in the morning then, because whenever Nick does an outside broadcast, I hold the fort here. I sit here and I read my little book. And, uh, and today's book is Down Among the Dead Men. It's just been sent in to me. It's A Year in the Life of a Mortuary Technician. Her name is Michelle Williams and she works in a hospital uh, in Cheltenham and she's talking about because they're they're selling this book on the fact that she's young and attractive because they say that people do not consider being a mortuary technician as a job. It's the kind of thing that most of us would go, you know, not really interested in, in that at all. But uh, she does it. She's a young woman, close family ties, active social life. She just happens to be a mortician. So she talks in the book, and I just happened to flick open one of the pages before we started, and she was talking about a bloke who was uh, gathered in by a combine harvester. And because I've heard of these before, people have, people have fallen in. To co- and unfortunately, I don't know if you've ever seen, but I used to live near, uh, on, in Yorkshire near farms, and so we used to have the combine harvesters up there. And they're huge machines. I mean they are enormous, and the big rotors at the front gather in the corn, passes through the rollers, and it then gets rid of all the the the, the, the cordy bits at the back, and all the seed goes into a thing, and then the truck goes alongside, and they empty the seed in so it 's going through the rollers. This man went through the rollers unfortunately he was he was harvested, and she talks about i mean it 's really quite awful, but she talks about. You know, going into the mortuary to sort of to to sort him out and all the rest of it, and she said his arm was crushed, and all the rest of it. She said, but the most amazing thing was the fact that his head was flat. It was it was like you know when you see a cartoon character and they sort of slip downstairs or they go through things or they go under doors, a bit like that. She said, very strange. And uh, and then I saw Jeff's uh, email and I thought, do you know, Jeff, it takes one to know one, doesn't it, really? And, uh, and the producer agreed with me on that, too, at the same time. Uh, Steve, was that Nick Majerison on before you? Absolutely was, and he's back with you tomorrow. He'll be here uh, just after Clive Bull's programme, and he'll be keeping you company. He does the weekend, actually. Brenda says, I've just checked out the website. Jonathan Levi is hot. Well, I don't think he's ever been called hot before. S- slightly tepid or lukewarm, maybe, but not Hot. <laughs> he might, His wife might disagree, actually, and they're two children. But uh, I'd forgotten about all these pictures. So, I mean, it's Steve Allen Day. You know, in America, they have sort of Obama Day. And, uh, yeah, Steve Allen just while the show is on. So uh, after the show finishes, it, it's not Steve Allen Day anymore. It then becomes somebody else's day. So you can go and check that out uh, at lbc.co.uk. We'll talk to Steve Hargrave a little bit later on. His picture's up on the website. Loads of people are up there, all about the show and everything else. We'll do the horse racing later. Ooh, how do we do in the horse racing? Which is good. Sharon and husband have been listening to the podcast all day, just finished listening. Turned on the television, there was an advert for Kerry Katona, Katie Price and Alex Reid. Unfortunately, as I say, we, we don't bother with OK Magazine anymore. On the front page, it's dreary Kerry Katona. No matter how much you airbrush her, we all know what she is. You know, you can airbrush somebody, but unfortunately it don't change the person. It just changes the way they look. Same old bag underneath. And I'm afraid she was on the front page. Week before, we had dreary Kim Marsh on why she's cancelled her wedding plans. Having seen your acting, I'm assuming you've gone back to acting school. I did watch a little bit of Coronation Street uh, last night. And, uh, and off to Portugal. For two weeks, uh, it says, Joe, I shall miss your daily show. I've had a fear of flying for 15 years, which normally involves strong Valium and a few double vodkas to get me on the plane. This time I'm going cold turkey with just you and the podcast. It'll see you through. I promise you, we've had people fly before. We've had people fly before, and they've said, normally I'm terrified of flying. But luckily, because I've got the, uh, the podcast, it doesn't bother me anymore. There you go. Steve Allen saves the day, which is good news. Stories of the papers. I know that Nick went through these earlier on, but I'm afraid I'm going to be somewhat crueler. You know, it's part of a trademark, really. Part of a trademark. Jo- mm-hmm. Jordan has uh, been out. Uh, she went to a plastic surgery clinic to have more Botox. Unfortunately, it's to, it's to make herself look a bit, she says, attractive. She's only 32, but, she, but she's worried she's getting old. OK, you are. And, and I must have a word with Dave Barry. Because Dave Berry, you know, we had a bit of a trouble. I don't want to go into it too much, but Dave does the breakfast show on XFM at the uh, end of the studio, which is before Classic, which is just down on the right-hand side, which is just underneath Capital. And they're all round in Capital Gold. And then we've got all these other radio stations, 11.52. Uh, But Dave on XFM is down the end of the corridor, and he's a little bit younger than I am. He's also a little bit better looking. And not much. There's not a lot in it. If you looked at the LBC website and you looked at pictures, we look roughly the same. Anyway, we had a bit of an issue with this little bit of hair on his chest. Because he was wearing... A t- it's, it's... How do I describe it? It's a bit like Jordan wearing a bra two two sizes too small. And there was a little bit too much on display. And he had a little bit of hair. And I just said casually on the programme, you know, the girlfriend needs to shave... Because she's a sugar bag. Needs to shave it off. And perhaps he could go for sugaring. In fact, i just thought of that now, actually, sugaring sugar. It kind of fits him quite well. And uh, he was thinking about it, but he had that, th- that sort of look in his eye. Every time I walked up the corridor, he looked a bit scared. And so, I thought, that's OK, I, c- I can do scared. Scared doesn't bother me too much. Well, anyway, yesterday I walk up the corridor, and he, he always does, ooh, ooh, like that, He's a bit all geezer. geezer. He's a bit like sort of a young, better-looking version of Danny Dyer. That probably won't be a compliment to him anyway. But yesterday, he pulls his jumper down. Well, I've written to HR immediately. I said, I don't need that kind of harassment first thing in the morning. I'm only going part to the, to the coffee machine. And uh, now this coming weekend, I think it's this weekend, he's going to be working with Jordan. And the reason he's working with Jordan is he, I think, is hosting this clothes show thing where she's unveiling her new look. And it's hosted by Dave Perry. <laughs> So I was going to nip in and say to him, you're not really working with the old bag, are you? Which is a shame. Actually, talking about old bags, they've started to unveil on the television who's going to be in Strictly Come Dancing, the next bunch of Z-listers. Who have they signed up definitely? There's, there's only one name so far that we've got it. They have a few people who they've said, oh, it'll be nice if this person does it or that person does it. Apparently, they're uh, very, very keen to get Richard Madeley doing it. Won't need to ask him twice, he'll be there. He'll he'll do it for free. He's so desperate to work. No, they've uh, they've signed up that real A lister Matthew Wright. Dear God a man who looks like he's got two left feet. I'm sorry. You must be desperate, Matthew. Do you need the money? I'm really sorry that you're that desperate that you need the money. Also, they're after Patsy Kensett. Well, she's not that difficult to get, let's face it. You've only got to look at a track record. So, Patsy, was like, yes, all right, darling, we've got... all right. you're, you, you're there now, are you? Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, from P advert to sort of lots of husbands and um, children. She's a bit like Ulrike Johnson, who doesn't work for XFM down the end of the corridor. Um, and strangely enough, Declan Donnelly's grown his hair. Now, I don't know if you've seen Rob Brydon recently, but Rob Brydon went from having very thinning hair to luxuriant locks. And Declan Donnelly has apparently uh, grown his hair back. The pint-sized Britain's Got Talent host is sporting a thick mane a year after his hairline seemed to be disappearing. His spokesman said, we've never had a conversation about his hair. Maybe he's just having it cut and blow-dried differently or or has changed his shampoo. (laughs) Yeah, right. Anyway, last night, the Armour Celebrity presenter refused to say whether he'd undergone treatment. Well, if he has, it works. It looks really good. It's really good. I like him. I don't like his girlfriend. Sorry, I I don't like her. I tell you for why, because I think she's using him because he's really famous. Because so far, well, put it this way, she's had three interviews so far. And before that, I never even knew who she was. All of a sudden, she goes out with him. She had a feature in OK! magazine, a whole column in Metro, and she also had another double-page interview. And I'm thinking, who are you? It's because you're going out with him, because every interview centres on going out with him. And that's why I think to myself, you know, I mean, he's a sweetie. He's a little sweetie. They live next door to each other. He's pine- He's like a Polly Pocket. He's the kind of thing you get. come on, come on. You know, jump in here, come on, in the pocket. And then you take him down the road and you take him out when you want to laugh. You know, and you want somebody who looks good. It makes you look good. That's the kind of thing. So, I mean, you know, you do get, oh, guess who's, oh, guess who's in the papers today? She hasn't done an interview yet, but I think merely time... She's been uh, photographed out. Yes, Ronan's lover has broken her cover. She went to a charity do the other night. I don't know whether she was... Uh, somebody pointed out, that's the one that Ronan slept with for seven months. But anyway, a spokesman said, I'm sure you've got better things to talk about than her. No, not really. And uh, I bet you anything, it's merely time before she sells a story. Everybody does, don't they? Because at some point, somebody goes, Listen, you can further your career. You're just a dancer. You know, you can do so much better than being a dancer. You can, be, you can be a TV presenter. You know, it's really worked for other people, like... like. Anyway, you can probably get a reality show at least doing something, and perhaps dancing, or you know, because your claim to fame is you slept with Ronan Keating. I mean, God alone knows that's a story and a half, isn't it? You can, you can make money out of it. You can make money. And eventually they'll go, well, how much money? Well, you could probably make 100 grand easy easy, and then a show on the on the spin-off of it, and they go, really? Of course. Heavens above, look at all these people. They've all, they've all made money through being on reality shows. Amanda Holden, you know, and uh, who else has been on a reality? Everybody's done reality shows. Sh- I mean, I myself started on a reality show. Ben Fogel started on a reality show, although we weren't aware it was a reality show, and that was that um, Castaway thing, wasn't it? Was it Cast? No, not Castaway. It was called Ten. Was it Castaway? Castaway. I can't remember. I'm, I'm, it was very good, whatever it was. We like Ben Fogel, actually. But there again, he does have a famous mummy and daddy anyway.
1: LBC 97.
0: Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's 28 minutes to six at Steve Allen's early breakfast. Gooey. Welcome to Wednesday. Are you attempting world domination, says Paul? The whole of the front page taken over by you. And read your naked calendar. My better half reckons she paid good money to see you, Jonathan Levi and Johnny... Is it Johnny who shares your birthday? Yes, many people would pay good money to see Johnny. I'm surprised you've actually put Jonathan Levi and me in that same category. But uh, I wonder how much money. She says, all, all you now need is the bloke from XFM to get his uh, kit off. And uh, I think she'll throw me out of the house. It's a family show, this, for heavens above. Although I reckon, actually, if we had a word with Dave Berry, he, he probably would oblige. He probably would oblige. He'd, at the moment, you know, he's putty in my hands. He is the piece of, uh, the piece of putty that I'm moulding into, into an interesting shape. And I don't know the answer to your last question. Uh, the answer is, I don't know. You have to phrase it in another way, for I can give you a yes or a no, which is, which is cool, isn't it? Doesn't make any sense there. The forecast for today, bit of cloud at times. 19 centigrade, which is a bit warmer than yesterday. Currently 10. Pollen count V high. Sunset 918. Tonight dry and mostly clear. Low 10 degrees centigrade. Thank you. Sunrise, 4.42. and uh, tomorrow, dry with plenty of sunshine, a high of 20 degrees centigrade. Friday, cloudy at times with bright spells. Saturday and Sunday, dry with sunny spells. This is obviously, um... This is obviously summer, isn't it, now? <laughs> I suspect this... This is it. I might have to start going out buying Hawaiian shirts. I do... I do have some, hum- some hum- Hawaiian shirts, but unfortunately... Actually, I've just realised, where are half my shirts gone? I did have a whole load of, um... Yeah. I to go and check where all my shirts have gone to. Um, I'm sure I had loads of um, silk shirts. But Marks and Spencers don't do silk shirts. They some really, n- And they hang quite nicely on my body. And let's face it, very few things do hang from my body very nicely. Uh, Ingrid says, sounds to me like you are telepathic. Do you know, I could be. I get messages. Yep, fine. Uh, photos look great. But when you go to a group of photos... It states that Nick Majerison is still on air, is he? Are you Nick Majerison? <laughs> Brian, listening to in Bonnie, Glasgow. Thank you. I was just going to phone my brother, got hold of the phone, and then he called me, just a coincidence. It says Steve Allen now, does it? I think we ju- just checked, actually. And uh, Graham is just boarding the six, of, six o'clock flight to Nice. I thought he'd been on holiday for ages, but he's just boarding the flight to Nice for some reason. Takes off at six o'clock, so you have a nice holiday. He'll be, he'll be po- he's taken all his podcasts with him, actually. Uh, will you be doing sprouts in coconut water on Come Dine With Me? Do you know, I went out yesterday. I'm, I'm sorry to moan. I don't, I don't generally moan on this programme, as regular listeners will tell you. But I tried to get my coconut water again. So I trek all the way to Kingston to go and buy some... Uh, I bought some socks, actually, in the towels and a couple of bits and pieces. And I actually bought something in Halfords in Kingston, and the girl managed a whole transaction without saying, hello, please, thank you, or anything. Not a word. You know, I felt like I was in... I felt like... You know, you you feel like saying, well, I'm sorry I've interrupted your day. You want to say that? It's like, I go to Marks & Spencer's to buy my socks. There's two people working on the counter. So there's one woman serving here, and there's an older woman in front of me. So I'm holding my socks, and she finishes serving the next person, and then she walks off. And she walks around the front of the counter and starts going goo-goo-goo-goo to this little baby. Well, I'm standing there like, you know, useless customer of all time. And so, eventually, she sort of deems to walk back round behind the counter to serve a customer. And the young girl there said, oh, sorry to make you wait. And I felt like saying, well, if it hadn't been for that woman there just walking off very rudely to go and talk to a baby, of which she couldn't have had a conversation with anyway. So, anyway, so I, I do that. And so I, so I, I go to Holland and Barrett in Kingston to try and find uh, water. Well, their, their fridge isn't working. I tell you, they've become... For, considering the prices they charge in these health food shops, you'd, and they aren't cheap, you'd think they'd have coconut water. You know, I mean, it would make sense, would it not? If you were running a shop, if you were a private person, and I don't know if they're a chain or a franchise, I don't know what they are. Are they franchise shops or are they... Own, who knows? But anyway, so I go in there, I look for coconut water. No, they've only got the little tiny ones. Well, I'm not spending that much on a little piddly tiny one. I want a litre of it. Now you would think, if you had a modicum of intelligence, that if something runs out, you replace it. And if it sells out really quickly, you get twice as much in, because it's got good shelf life, you're always going to sell it. So they don't have any. So I come back, I think, I'll go to Richmond. I'll go to Richmond. So I go to Richmond, so I park the car, pay another two pounds to park, because Richmond is like really expensive to park, and I run as fast as my little stumpy legs will carry me. And I get as far as holding the barracks, go in there. No coconut water, so I queue up. I had a few people who seemed to want to talk about nuts and stuff, and eventually get I said, "Have you got any coconut water in liters?" So the bloke go, "No, no, no no, you know, no, no shop service, like no, we haven't, but it's coming in tomorrow, or no, we haven't, but I can order it for you. None of that, just no, so I go, "Thanks, you think are they dumb in these shops? You know you go in there if you sell out of something, do you not then think?" Wait a minute, this is obviously very popular. Let's get some more in because we can make, you know, it doesn't kind of work, does it? I think I might have to try, um, I'm going to try actually Waitrose today and ask them to order it. What if Waitrose will order it? I'm quite sure I could probably go to my chemist goods and say, listen, can you order in this coconut water? I'm quite sure because I'd buy loads of it. I'm quite sure. I'd I'd be quite interested to find out why shops, shops don't. Stock some, And when they said In exactly the same way, that if, if the producer had had a shop selling bras... No, I'm just thinking of, I don't know why, I'm sorry I'm going on about bras, is beginning to sound like harassment. But I mean, if you were, and all of a sudden ladies came in and a particular style of bra sold out, you would think, this is really popular, I'm going to order more in. That's called common sense. Not in Holland and Barrett. No, none of them had it at all. So I'd go to the one in, in Twickenham, thinking, Do you know, if they've got it in here, it's home-based. You know, because I, I, I could have saved myself the money. So I go in there. No, they don't. Know. So the girl, ca- hello, is there anything I can help you with? I thought, not unless you're going to get very tall and more attractive. So I said, um, yeah, a coconut water. No. She said, oh, she said, we- we've got pineapple. I went, it's not, it's not coconut, is it? You know, you sometimes wonder whether or not you've wandered into some surreal Alice in Wonderland dream. No, coconut water. Uh, we've got the little ones. No, that's, that's terribly expensive. I don't want to buy that. I want a litre of this stuff. You know, very kindly, Manisha sent us in some, uh, some tins the other week. And that went down very well, so thank you for that. But uh, no more. Mustn't send any more. It's very naughty. Oh, I must tell you this story. Do you remember the other day, Cheryl Cole, you know, god of this planet, you know, you'd never believe, just starred on a reality show, and uh, is not particularly special. She's going on Piers Morgan's programme to talk about everything proving that, you know, she'll do anything for the golden shilling. But you remember yesterday when she was grabbed by this fan who wanted an autograph? Remember that one? And Cheryl let out a scream and used the furt word and stuff like that to get her inside because she didn't want people touching her because she's precious and she is a goddess. And this woman touched her. Well, anyway, apparently, according to pals who've contacted the papers, she's an obsessive fan... Not just an obsessive fan, this girl works for an airline. She's a stewardess. She's 21. On her Facebook profile, the name Cheryl Cole is the only thing that appears on the interest list. She's practised signing her signature, Danielle Cole. Workmates say that um, she has... We have to carry around cabin folders with all their papers in. Hers are just covered in pictures of Cheryl. A little bit of an obsessive and uh, she then sits on the flight signing Cheryl's name on bits of scrap paper. Not quite there. But anyway, um, strange here. She said she was pushed into the uh, singer uh, by the crowd. Glennis, who lives with Danielle, said Danielle is definitely not obsessed with her. She loves her music and has posters, but who doesn't look up to pop stars at her age? She's 21. Now, I don't know at what age you stop looking up to pop stars. I don't know. I mean, I have Steve Allen fans who are obsessive. But I think it's on a different... You know, I don't think they'd want to touch... Well, some of them want to touch. Quite a lot of them want to touch. But anyway, I mean, I, I just don't know whether or not 21 being obsessed with a, a manufactured pop star. She's not even a real person. It's, you know, the images there, the fake hair, the fake... La- everything is fake. And I just wonder whether or not 21, and if you're working as a as a stewardess, that would be... That would be a little bit too old. I thought, I thought maybe 11, 12, 13, 14... You'd be obsessed. Not not probably 21. Could be wrong, actually. I've just had a look at the website, says Catherine, and you've got pictures of when the lemurs came in. Are they the official mascot of the Steve Allen show? Uh, there was the penguin and the lemur. We had them in. We got more hits to the website when they came in than anything else. In fact, it went ballistic that day. So today, if you have just joined us, uh, it's Steve Allen, two hours, on the LBC website. The LBC website has been turned over the front page to The Steve Allen Show. So everything you want to know about the show, everything is on there, all the photos of all the contributors. If you find the producer, win a prize. Uh, We don't really, I'm just saying that. And uh, so if you go and check it out, lbc.co.uk. Also, your scary voice is very unnerving at five o'clock in the morning, because we've got the latest figures on Big Brother. We know who's going to be evicted on Friday. It's going to be... Shabby. She's out. She's very odd. She's suddenly learned. I mean, she's, she's unfortunately one of these show-off people on the television. And um, they've now confiscated her hats at Big Brother. They've said, I'm sorry you're not to wear your hats indoors. Ah, uh, good. I felt quite pleased about that. I felt quite pleased about that. Here we go. Sales of a £9.50 anti-wrinkle serum have rocketed 2,500% after women backed it in independent trials... You can always, they always do this. They go, oh, look, everybody's buying this. And amazing, amazingly, you all go out and buy it. You all rush out and, like a bit like coconut. Yeah, but the coconut water is different. You see, coconut water is different. I mean, that that is a, a natural product that occurs in the coconut. It's not like, you know, face cream, where they're just trying to shift it. And the trouble is, this face cream is uh, is sold in Marks and Spencers. And if they put good words on it, like collagen and pepto-peptides. You all think because women, I mean, you really go out there and you spend money on it. I've watched them all on the Living Channel and where you've got all the hefty hideaway birds and a few suspect blokes flogging you the stupidest things ever that you really don't need. It's like watching the, is it Rocks & Co, the jewellery channel. And here, look at this. This is something called kryptonite. And this one, and then they had a thing the other day well, I forget what they call it. It's not, it's not a diamond but obviously people buying it think they're buying a diamond. And up comes the price. Yesterday, they had this big, cheap-looking piece of glass, £4,680. And I'm thinking... And it, they flash this price up there. Well, they might as well flash up this girl's chest measurement, because it means as much. They then put up the slogan, this price in no way reflects the value or the cost of this item. And then it goes... And that £4,600 vanishes and is replaced by 199 to which the, uh, the old bird, broadcasting them with the fake nails and all the rest of it, goes, that is the best price we've ever had, and I've only got three. Now there's two of you, you've bought them, and you're only going to pay £199 each. And you think, it's just tat. It's tat, I'm afraid. It's like living. They had a bloke on yesterday demonstrate, you know, the, the thing that chops vegetables... And unfortunately, he wasn't a very good interview, but they shifted hundreds, because quite clearly, people like that had never been. If, if, you ever want to, if you ever watch the Living Channel, it's like going to the Ideal Home Exhibition. It's the same rubbish that's on sale there that they sell on the Living Channel. It's exactly the same stuff. Here is a Bex Bissell, and, the, and they do their, their demos, and then you buy it. You order on the strength of the demonstration. And this bloke is selling a piece of plastic that chops a vegetable. And you can do chips, you can, and he, he goes through the whole thing. You can sauté, you can this, you can that, you can that and that, and use this for soups and all the rest of it. And he can't deviate from it. Because he's been selling this rubbish all his life. That's what he sells. That's what his, his job is. He sells this thing that chops vegetables. And it's £25 or £24.99 for a piece of plastic. Now, you remember years ago how cheap plastic was. So they're selling it for, like, nearly 30 quid for a bit of plastic. But the time you got postage and packing. And he chops up vegetables... And it's, it's really tragic. And you watch them and the presenters are a bit gormless and quite clearly a failed local radio people uh, stand there going, that is amazing. And I'm sitting there eating my chicken casserole thinking, this is rubbish. The book, incidentally, Dan, is called Down Among the Dead Men. It's a year in the life of a mortuary technician. It's published by Constable and it's written by Michelle Williams. <laughs> News headlines, a quarter to six, President Obama says he won't rest until BP's paid for the damage caused by the Gulf of Mexico oil spill. In a TV address to the American people, he also accused the company of recklessness. Police are questioning a sixth person over the murder of a man found stabbed to death in Shepherds Bush last week. The legal alcohol limit for drivers is expected to be cut by nearly half under recommendations in a new report due out later. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for you today. Get you there nice and quick. J. Louise.
2: Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning for the...
0: 13 minutes to six. Steve Allen's early break. Remember the woman yesterday who was teaching her little girl to pole dance? She apparently spent half a million quid on cosmetic surgery. A complete waste of time and money. If that's half a million quid's worth, dear, go and get your money back. you look ridiculous. She says in the paper today, the son of called her the sick mum... Only hypocrites criticise my parenting. No, it's not only hypocrites, it's, it's decent people in the real world. Old bags like you, dear, who teach their daughters to pole dance, I'm afraid. You quite clearly need to go to parenting classes. Not my words, Jane Moore's words. Jane Moore says today, Poppy Burge is a cute seven-year-old who right now should be obsessing about dollies or ponies. And says she's got a full-size Barbie for her, in inverted commas, mother who's teaching at a pole dance. That's right, the activity practised in seedy clubs up and down the country for the delectation of boozed-up bankers and various other saddos. Sarah Burge, 50, but looking about about 100, reckons it's a harmless bit of fun that's no different to playing on a climbing frame. But then, of course, she lets her 15-year-old daughter, Hannah, have Botox because the girl's worried about wrinkles. As they say... You can't argue with a sick mind. Sarah says there are bad people out there who'll have dirty thoughts about what Poppy is doing. But I will always protect her from men like that. And Jane Moore says, and who, pray tell, will protect her from the excesses of her own mother? I mean, quite clearly a revolting person. And um, she says, the men sneak off to lap dancing clubs behind their wives' backs. Only the sort of people you know, darling, I should imagine. So the storm has erupted over this sick mother, and, uh, as I say, she hasn't spent half a million quid. I mean, half a million quid, you can get a complete new person. Uh, they all say it, don't they? We had a woman the other day, £50,000 on cosmetic surgery. You know, now it's 500 Why don't you just put down a million? We had that peculiar Barbie doll who's been around for years, who's the other one who apparently spent loads of money on cosmetic surgery, and she looks peculiar. We've had the Bride of wilderness. All these people have too much cosmetic surgery. You've got to know when to stop. It's a bit like having tattoos. David Beckham now just looks as though he lives in a trailer. Because it's a bit naff. And this woman here, you know, teaching her daughter at seven to pole dance. You know, you know what sort of people go to lap dancing clubs. <laughs> Don't need to be told unless you're very stupid. But Presumably you are very stupid. Uh, the East Finchley Festival is being held at Cherry Tree Wood in aid of uh, the EF Development Trust. so Stan... There you go, the East Finchley Festival, Cherry Tree Wood, in aid of the EF Development Trust. When is it? Is it today? Is it tomorrow? Uh, Jimbo says, will Christine Bleakley do Strictly Come Dancing? Uh, She's amazingly beautiful. Well, it depends how high your standards are, doesn't it, really, Jimbo? I suspect if you call called Jimbo, your standards must be fairly low. But, um, Declan says, I wanted to be a psychic, but I couldn't see a future in it. Ooh, the coffee looks lovely. Uh, where did you get your lemon towels? Uh, they came from Bentall's, actually. They're not lemon, they are bright yellow. Very good. Brian in Hampton Hill says, Many thanks, Steve, to the London taxi drivers for taking war veterans on their annual day out in Worthing yesterday. Yes, absolutely. Well done to them for that. And Des says, I've been trying to find bilberry juice for ages. I don't even know what bilberry juice is, actually. The juice of a bilberry. Unbelievable, the things we tell you on this programme. Uh, Paul says, You mentioned bad customer service. I asked for a bag in Tesco's. The girl on the till said, You don't need one. It's not nice, is it? You see, actually, if you go into Holland and Barrett, they charge you. They they don't give you bags. Which, I I don't have a problem with buying a bag. But they make it sound like you're buying something, you know, akin to the Mona Lisa. You know, uh, bags are 5p, yeah? So? (laughs) Pfft. You know? It's like, I had to repack. There's a bloke who works in Marks and Spencer's in Twickenham. And I don't know whether it's just women who know how to pack bags. But if you pack bags, the things you put on the bottom are the heavy items. And the things you put on the top are the light items. This bloke can't pack a bag for love nor money. Now, he's of a certain age. The young people all know how to pack a bag, surprisingly. You thought it would be the other way around. He doesn't know how to do it. And so, the other day, he puts in the bottom a pie with a, with a lattice top on it. On top of that, he puts heavy fruitcake. And, every, and so, of course, I, in front of them, take it all out and repack it as it should be. packed. And they look at you like you're stupid. And you think, don't you know how to do this? I mean, you're that dim that you don't know how to pack a bag. You know, heavy items on the bottom, light on the top. You wouldn't put eggs in the bottom, would you? And then put stuff on... This one would. You know, you know or bread in the bottom. You know, so it all... Coll- you know, oh, just drives me mad, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jane Moore is also talking uh, today about Dawn French and Lenny Henry. She's nice. They appear to be keeping their marriage together. So that's good news. Um Well, they have broken up, but they did say they were going to stay together for the sake of their daughter. Well, they were out-pictured the other day. They still get on really well. I think the marriage, to be honest with you, finished a long time ago, but they get on well as friends. You know, you can... Is is it possible for a man to be friendly with a woman without people talking about... Because twice-divorced chef, and I can't bear him, John Burton Race, left... Yes, nobody likes him. We don't like him at all. I I just don't like him a bully man, but he left his second wife for the charms of mistress Susie Ward, who bore him a child, writes Jane Moore. So when he was photographed... He left all the children, didn't he? But she says here... So when he was photographed with a mystery woman at the weekend, it was an obvious conclusion to jump to that all might not be well at home, particularly as he picked flowers for the woman, had his arms slung casually around her shoulder and was also pictured holding her hand. No! John assures the nation that it was all entirely innocent, that the woman is merely a friend, and Susie knew all about their outing. Holding hands has nothing to do with being romantically involved, he says. And therein, writes Jane, lies one of the great differences between men and women. Men think that intimacy means the X, but for the women, it's the little things, like receiving flowers, a casual arm around the shoulder, and most definitely holding hands. Stupid man. I mean, it's... You, you hold hands... If I go out and hold hands with somebody, that's a certain intimacy. You know, I'm not going to skip out the building with the producer. Dave Berry, maybe. But not the producer. We are not going to skip out the... Because she's then going to read something into it. And the next thing... I know. And the next thing, she's going to well, you promised to take me to lunch. You know, and then it's going to go around the office that Steve Allen's being a meanie and he's not taking the producer out. And he's got the hot for and all that. You know, and you have to go through this. So, unfortunately, Mr Burton Race... And I can't bear double-barrelled names with somebody who just cooks on the television. I don't like you anyway. He doesn't even cook on the television. now. He stands there with that bald-headed bloke who's another peculiar one, isn't he? They're all odd on the television. I don't know, they do this programme where they sort of go around and criticise people. Could be the Steve Allen show, I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> And, um and they all do. I mean, I'm bored with cooking programs. We had Raymond Blanc this morning, is another man who has uh, never learned the. Uh, Those for speaking English, and uh, we took the apple. And apparently, there's so many different varieties of apple now. I bought some Braeburns yesterday from Paul Cook. Do you know they're nice? I'm not an apple person. I really am not. In fact, I can become quite cringy about apples because it's the biting into them. I don't know why, but I always, <laughs> I always think if you bite into them, your teeth might stay there. I don't know why. I've got this thing about it. Perhaps I had a dream about it a long while ago. And so apples I'm not I'm not big on. But I did have a Braeburn yesterday. And, and I quite liked it. It's good. And uh, very shortly, because at the moment the LBC website is devoted to Steve Allen. It's an homage to him. And the whole front page is taken up with all the contributors and photos and bits about the, uh, the show. And very shortly... Uh, we're going to be putting out uh, some of Steve Allen. You notice I almost talk about Steve Allen in the third person. Some of his favourite recipes and favourite foods. As well as the things that he has to avoid being a diabetic. Apparently. And, and the ones that I... Sh- yeah. I, I, I don't do vegetables except sprouts. Because I love sprouts. I think... I mean, I'm sure this... May, we'll have sprout recipes very shortly. But But if you actually go on to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. You can have a look at all the contributors, and you can, you can fantasise about certain members of the of the team. They're all on there for you to enjoy. Um, another one here. Oh, oh, uh, Jane Moore is also talking about Robert Green, the Ingan Golian, Diane Abbott. It's all the people we don't like today, isn't it? You've got the woman who claims to have had half a million quid's worth of cosmetic surgery and still looks like the proverbial dog's dinner. And, uh, and Guy Ritchie wearing stripy gym jams as he waved goodbye to his latest girlfriend. Apparently, wearing gym jams uh, is a sartorial faux pas, right up there with wearing socks and sandals. You know, and if you're really going to sort of see somebody, off, like, you are gorgeous, goodbye. You're going to stand there wearing old men pyjamas. You know, you look a bit geriatric, I'm afraid, which is uh, which is not such a good look. Although, actually, I'm sure there are loads of people who... Uh, who do- good Lord. Here's uh, Harry and his brother will, and they're holding an eight-foot python, because they're over in South Africa. And well done to Sainsbury's for coming up with what I thought was the meanest thing in the paper today, because Ivy Osborne celebrated her 100th birthday. She has been shopping in Sainsbury's for a century. She's been shopping there... 100 and... No, it's celebrated her 100th birthday, but they say she's been shopping there for a century. She was a few weeks old when her mother first took her in there. She has shopped there ever since. OK? So a 100 years, this woman has been going to Sainsbury's, and you think... Every Friday, they all know her. Here comes Ivy. She's a 100. Now, you would think... You know, a hundred years of shopping in the... They would be pulling the stops out for this woman. You would think... We would think... We we worked out... If she's been shopping there every Friday for a hundred years, you give her shopping free for a month. You know, she's a hundred. What do you think she eats? Steak every day? No, she doesn't. She doesn't eat very much at all. She's a hundred. So what does Sainsbury's come up with? And this is down at New Cross. Glenn Rogers, the boss of the store, says she's a fantastic customer. She's popular with all the staff. So what did they give her? A cake, she's a hundred, a bottle of champagne, and a meal in the canteen. Oh, riveting Sainsbury. One meal she can't even have everybody win her. One meal in the in the in the canteen. Well, Sainsbury's, you are the meanest supermarket we've ever talked about on the programme. Why don't you give her a shopping free for a month? A bottle of champagne, which probably costs you about twenty quid, a cake, which take off the markup, less than a tenner, and a meal in the staff canteen. In total, what? Or well, the customer can take, what? About 50 quid, do you reckon, bosses of Sainsbury's, for a woman who's shopped for 100 years? You meanies. Give her something decent. Give her a shopping for free. I've never heard anything like it. It's absolutely disgraceful.
2: So, first, using the pestle and mortar.
0: Morning, team. Welcome along. I was going to say it was Tuesday morning. <laughs> forgotten what day it is. I know it's Wednesday. I know it's Wednesday because it's Steve Allen Day on the LBC website. If you go to the LBC website, only until seven o'clock, it's all Steve Allen. Steve Allen, Steve Allen, Steve Allen, all over the front page. They've decided to do an experiment, and I'm it. So even if you've seen the pictures before, it would help. And I don't like to be this morning's little pleader, but uh, if you could go onto the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, it kind of looks good. You know, it kind of boosts up my ratings, and it sort of—it it just helps. Karen says, "Re coconut milk? No, not coconut milk. We don't want coconut milk. Coconut water. What is it, people? Do you know? If I've—if I've said it once, I've said it three times. Uh, Go to Chinatown," says Joe Chelsea. Do you know? I never thought about Chinatown. I could actually Chinatown would probably have coconut water, wouldn't it? Absolute. How stupid am I? Or any West Indian shop? Unfortunately, we don't have any. Uh, Clive says, can you sell me your old iPhone? Because I'm going to change my iPhone. Said, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keeping it. Mainly because it's got a crack in the back. I dropped it a short while ago. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be uh, going to be hanging on to it. So I'm going to get the new one today. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, Kimmy says, "Stains have got a new Poundland store. And I bought a pound face cream. Which it, you see, the trouble they always say you don't need to spend that much money, do you, on, on face creams. You can spend... £100, £200, but you don't need to spend uh, that much at all. Uh, I must mention, first of all, Nick Ferrari with you at 7. Uh, he's going to be talking about the Bloody Sunday report, who have found that the 14 civil rights demonstrators and bystanders were killed without justification. What amazes me is how much this, this has cost, this investigation. The estimated cost, 11 million. They spent, what was it, 190 million? So whatever it was, it was just ludicrous amounts of money. Uh, inflation has dropped. And strangely enough, they're going to be looking at the Sainsbury's results. So I'm hoping, Sainsbury's, that you'll be doing the decent thing with the 100-year-old lady. Flowers, at the very least, for 100 years old. Good God, you get a letter from the Queen at 100. And all you've done is come up with a bottle of champagne, a cake. You know, very exciting. How much of a cake is she going to eat? Why not, why not flowers every week for a year? She's been shopping with you for 100 years. Come on, do the decent thing. You watch it'll filter back. It'll filter back, I promise you. Um, I must mention that uh, Bryn and uh, Annie are with us this morning. Um, did celebrate a birthday yesterday at Brinsworth, past King Rat, Alfie Pearson. I'll tell you about that a little bit later on this morning. So don't forget, go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, uh, where you will find a picture of John Warrington, who's with us now. Morning, John. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good, actually. I'm quite chipper today, because I'm getting my, my new phone today. What new phone? I'm getting the new iPhone. Why? Uh what do you mean, why? Because Isn't i just... early? No, no, it's out now. Really? Yeah. I'm coming back immediately. No, 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 stay on holiday. Where are you? <laughs> are you in España? I'm in Galicia. Oh, Galicia.
1: Galicia, senor. Where is the it? The home of... Galicia is in north-west Spain. Oh, lovely. And it's... It's... I'm just uh, 90... About 80 kilometres north of Porto... Which is in Portugal.
3: Oh
0: right. And I'm
1: on that beautiful coast in a, in a town called Bayona.
0: Not Bayona. Bayona. Oh wow. Bayona. Is it very quiet and, there? Is it is it not not full of Brits? Oh no, certainly not. Oh right. <laughs> so it's quality not. stuff.
1: It's wonderful. It's very different. It's very unexplored. It's got the most fantastic beaches all along the coast. The weather has been wonderful. I'm not sure if you can hear the early morning Spanish birds. Hmm. Um and I drove. We we flew to a Porto and then hired a car, very nice car by the way. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Portugal is the same time as England, and Spain is one hour ahead. So we've crossed into Spain and staying in Spain in a very very lovely villa house mansion pool. I can see. Is it big? All sorts of nice. The house.
0: Yeah.
1: It sleeps ten.
0: Sleeps ten. Hmm. Wow. Is
1: that uh, the whole? The whole three days wandering up the streets, then. Would you like to rent a room? <laughs>
0: yes, exactly, yes. We have a huge place. Would you like to come and share it with us? <laughs> How lovely. It is I'm not lovely, sure I'd want to do that, though. I If you go away on holiday, the one thing you don't want to do is go away on holiday with people you spend every day with anyway. The whole idea is going away on holiday to meet new people. No, I don't want to I've go met, holiday. Look. Amanda thinks, you know, if we have a villa for ten, she can come and stay as well. But you can imagine, well, can't be... you, we'd have to go out and buy vegetables every day for her. I oh, no, that.
1: Now that's what I did. I went, sh- we went shopping and we went to the supermercado.
0: Super- and
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just for people thinking that, oh my goodness, we couldn't possibly go to Spain this year because of the euro. Yeah. Don't worry. It- I tell you what, now I'll get the priorities very, very quickly here because I'm not sure how much time we have. But About a minute and a half. Okay. A litre of Tanqueray gin, uh, a litre of Russian vodka, yeah. three three bottles of cranberry juice, some tonic water, uh, six bottles of white wine, two bottles of carver. So that's the important part of the shopping list. Draw a line <laughs> under them, and then, and then I, we, we, <laughs> I got salad, uh, nice. some vegetables, a dozen eggs, uh, two pieces of sirloin steak. Is this is going to be three, a long
0: story. You're doing the entire be quiet. List.
1: Be quiet! Stop interrupting. <laughs> three huge chicken legs. That's the will to live. Um, some baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> a cuddly toy. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, a
1: bottle of hot Spanish sauce. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for Macarenas. Anyway, it went on. How much do you think? I mean, it was a oh, proper shop, actually. <laughs> you couldn't care less, did you? I think I didn't well, twelve
0: pounds. You couldn't,
1: you couldn't care less. Hang on, did you know? Here, the, the, the vodka and the gin.
0: Yeah,
1: and the, all the white wine. Yeah, I tell you what, we, we had. In, uh, we did a full shop. Right. And it was €74, Euros, which is about £60. Pounds. See,
0: that seems... For all of that, that seems quite good, I suppose.
1: Yeah. You pop into your Sainsbury's, <laughs> who's too mean to give that 150-year-old <laughs> woman... I problem. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm
0: going to shame them into sending her flowers every day, because the rest she's a hundred... She's a hundred.
1: And not just for a year. Do it for the rest of her life. Yes, I I After agree. all, she's a hundred. How much longer can she go on? I it mean, I love be...
0: the way that the store manager likes it, makes out it's some big deal, a bottle of champagne and a cake, of which she... And had the cheek <sighs> to tell the press about it. I'd have thought most of the journos would have been going, is that it, for a hundred years old? That's the best you can manage. You get that when you retire from Sainsbury's, if you've been working on the till for three years. And they've given but it to does... a woman who's been shopping for a hundred years. Yeah, but not necessarily
1: at Sainsbury's. She may have only started shopping at Sainsbury's
0: last week. No, she's been shopping for a hundred years. At Sainsbury's? At at, at that particular branch.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. The staff must be very old as well. They are quite ancient, and
0: there's a lot of people in cobwebs. (laughs) 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 I'm going to shame them into giving her flowers. As I say, if you work on the tills and you leave, they give you a bottle of champagne and a cake and a free meal in the canteen. And she's been shopping there for a hundred years. I mean, I think it's a disgrace for a woman of that age. It's so, I'm going to really make sure they give her a bunch of flowers every week for the rest of her life. That's the least that they can do for her. Yes, it's very mean. For the free if publicity that Sainsbury's have got out of this, and that's all they've given her. 50 quid's worth. It's <sighs> not even that, that, that,
1: is it? And we've said their name five times in this conversation. I know, so but, but I'm going to shame lucky. them
0: because I think at 100 you deserve better. You deserve you better for loyalty. Do. Listen, lovely to talk to you. I'm glad that you're sober at this time of the morning. Of course I'm um, sober. Should we talk to you tomorrow? Yeah. We're, no. we're, we're, oh, no, right. we won't. Oh, we won't. Okay.
1: No, we're we'll talking to me Friday.
0: Oh, okay. Are you back on Friday?
1: Yes, I'll be back.
0: Oh, right. And do, I'm going to be of... full. Do you not want to call you tomorrow? No. Oh, okay. Fine. Oh, all right.
1: so I should say. be full of Galician spirit.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, fine. Okay. All right. we'll, we'll it, talk I'm... to you Friday then.
1: I might come in reeking of garlic. Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Oh, I'm not sure I can cope with that. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably alcohol. John, have a lovely flight back. Thank you, darling. Take care. Bye. good. Bye. John Warrington. You can see his uh, picture on the front of the LBC website, because it's Steve Allen Morning on (laughs) lbc.co.uk. News headline, Sam Pittis.
3: In a national address in America. 24th.
0: Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Thank you for checking out the pictures on the LBC website. And uh, I've been thanked by Oz for the picture of Julie Peasgood in a bikini. I wanted me in my Speedos, but they decided that wasn't such a good look. Which is a shame. Now, Brin says he's still in France with Annie, and uh, they're hoping for a bit of sun. Sadly, he says, I was unable to attend the 100th birthday party of past King Rat, Alfie Pearson. That was held at Brinsworth yesterday, and uh, a great hit. I spoke uh, briefly to him, although he's a little bit deaf, I know, because I uh, had lunch up there with him the other week. He is a little bit deaf, but he had a great time, and uh, you spoke to Graham Cole, lovely Graham. And uh, Brinsworth was packed. 20 water rats were there. Graham himself, Chris Emmett, Bert Whedon, Chas McDevitt, uh, John Radcliffe, Roy Hud, and loads more. So well done to everybody who went to Brinsworth. We love Brinsworth very much indeed. So congrats. And also, we love Twickenham Police Station. Because I know there are loads of people at Twickenham Police Station who listen to this programme every day, which is good news. Uh, 84850, oh, steve at uk. and also we're going to send uh, wishes all the way over the sea to uh, sunny Spain, where we've just been with John Warrington, to uh, Edmundo Ross. He's got his 100th birthday bash coming up and I'm sure many of your listeners, says Bryn, who loved his Latin American music, would want to wish him well and send congratulations. So uh, to Edmundo Ross for his 100th birthday bash this year, for Alfie Pearson... And uh, for all of the water rats and the lady ratlings, hope you all have a lovely day. Right, Steve Hargrave, good morning.
2: Good morning to you. Oh, you've you been right? all
0: over the place.
2: Oh, I know. i been busy again. You went to uh,
0: San Francisco for Pixar.
2: Yes, went to Pop 2, Toy Story 3, which isn't out here for another month, I don't think. Although right. it's playing up in Edinburgh, I think, this weekend. But it was very, very good, actually, Toy Story 3. You sort of get a little bit weary About these sequels that are going to pop along.
0: Yes, yes.
2: It was, uh, as expected, uh, annoyingly good. Pixar (laughs) seemed to to do well. You know the thing about that place, Pixar, is that everyone's so damn happy. Yeah, (laughs) I know. You walk in and you're just like, you're already happy. I know. Designed by, you're talking about your your iPhone, of course. It was uh, (laughs) Steve Jobs that helped uh, make Pixar as well, so... You know, all part of that happy family where everything's so well-designed.
0: I like happy. I like happy. Sometimes I when might sound get... a bit grumpy, but believe you me, I'm 99% of the time I'm very happy indeed. How can you I not be happy? Look at the You're weather. Right. It's beautiful here today. You it's it's absolutely lovely.
2: Happy. You should go and work at Pixar. That's what you should
0: do. Oh, no, it'd drive me mad. I don't want to be that really? happy. <laughs>
2: Hanging around
0: toys all day? Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, Actually, to be honest with you, I could probably cope with that. I'm, I'm more worried that he had been speaking to Ozzy Osbourne and he managed to get through an interview without swearing.
2: Yeah, well, I think he saw once, which was really bizarre, because normally you stick him on live telly and, and yeah, it's like a trooper, obviously, yeah. he's famous for. Um, but we kind of got through it, so uh, that's around next week when Old Ozzy's uh, new album's out. I think that's when that's going out as well, um, as, which is when we interview Kylie. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So mm. I shall be announcing my engagement very soon to Kylie Minogue. Oh, right.
0: What, what's she launching?
2: <laughs> um, a new album. Album out at the end of this month, a couple of weeks. Yeah. A new album and new single, of course. Right. She is in everywhere at the moment. I was reading a lot of articles about her, but uh, she's around in person. Right. Next week. Uh. I look forward to that. Because, you know, we get on so much. We go way back, obviously.
0: Absolutely. You certainly do. You certainly (laughs) do. Okay, first bit of music (laughs) for you this morning.
2: Don't buy into that. I'm lying. Um, the first we're going to play, Kylie's Mates, the Scissors Sisters. They're playing at Brixton Academy on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And they've got this new album out with a very rude album cover, frankly. Um, it's a man in very tight trousers. Have you seen the album cover?
0: No, I haven't.
2: You should try and have a look at it on the, on the internet whilst we play a little bit of this song. Right. This is the Scissors Sisters, the first track off of the album. The album's called Nightwork. This song is called Fire With Fire.
0: I like that, you know. I absolutely like that. Scissor Sisters. I didn't all think running. I was going to like it, but if you hadn't said to me Scissor Sisters, I'd have bought it.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they come with a certain uh, history about whether you like them or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, they always do interesting things. I was sort of sort of mix between dancey stuff and then older 70s Bowie kind of thing that they do quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're back around. Good have about back. They're quite. Like fun
0: it, a lot. Late. Like it yeah. a lot. Like it a lot
2: um Next up, we have a band called Boy Mandeville, who are a London band, they're a London four-piece from North London. Um, they've been making a little bit of a stir, and they've been playing loads of gigs. Actually, this week they're playing at Camden Bar Flight on Friday. um So presumably that's post football match. So Everyone'd be mad to go up against the football. Everything must stop during the England matches, so mm. hopefully they're playing afterwards. Um, so you can catch them then. This song uh, we're going to play is their new single. It's a it's Double uh, a side song we're going to play is called Christina, the other one's called Raisin Snake, which is very good as well, and uh, yeah, have a little listen, new music from a band, Boy Mandeville, song called Christina.
0: Interesting, not as good as the Scissor Sisters.
2: Oh, I like that
0: one. Oh, I like do you? No, so the so Scissor much. Sisters yeah. hit for me straight away. You, you like the Scissor Sisters? Yeah, song? I do. I, I, in fact, I'd, I'd rather, you hadn't told me it was the Scissor Sisters.
2: No? I'd have liked it it even more. Okay, Well, maybe I'll start doing that. It could be like a mystery song. Yeah, exactly. Guess Guess who... Yes. Who's this? I won't tell you. (laughs) And uh, it could be a game. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fun. It'll be a fun game. We'll work on it. Bring in prizes. That'll be it. That'll be be, one
0: Robert Plant's got a new album out.
2: Yes. uh, Band of Joy has just announced it's going to be called. Not out until September the 13th, but this is his uh, follow-up to Raising Sand, the album that he did with Alison
0: Crouch. I see him in Twickenham all the time.
2: Do you know yeah. where he is I mean yeah. he hangs out
0: he's, he's yeah. got a he must have a studio around there, I think
2: yeah, probably lots of studios everywhere uh nice guy this is more covers, but it uh, should be good. the last one was really good, and uh, definitely no Led Zeppelin reunion. We spoke right. to Jimmy Page he was at the mojo Awards yeah, uh, last week we spoke to Jimmy Page down there we said what's more likely England winning the World Cup or Led Zeppelin getting back together <laughs> he basically just said, you have to ask Robert Plant that. So <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a fallout, I think, between those two. Uh, but Robert Plant doing the solo thing.
0: OK, uh, quickly, let's have a look through some of the, uh, the gigs this week. Tonight and Friday, yes. Leona. Leona
2: Lewis. Leona's playing at the O2, of course, because she's big and everyone likes her, so she has to play the big venues. Uh, Meltdown carries on. Uh, it's been very good last week. So uh, Richard Thompson's curating. So Teddy Thompson plays tonight at the Royal Festival Hall. He's very, very good. Uh, the duckworth lewis mess are playing as well, and Van Dyke-Parks, Brian Wilson's old friend, are all at Meltdown this week. And Charlotte Gainsbourg is around on Tuesday at the Shepherds-Bush Empire. And Bon Jovi, of course, still doing their thing at the O2 Arena.
0: Actually, Richard Hakeer, who works on our sister station, uh, went to see Bon Jovi. Not a fan, came away, big fan.
2: Really? Well, they, yeah. don't, they don't really do anything different. They've just been doing the same set really for years and years and years. Three hundred years. They do, they do it solidly if that's your thing. So yeah. you like that?
0: <laughs> I mean, I've I've it's never okay. seen them to be honest with you. I mean, it's, I find it a little bit disconcerting that rockers now all have brand new teeth. <laughs> you know, you look at them and you think, oh, it looks a bit peculiar, doesn't it? Yes, all of a certain
2: age with massive white teeth.
0: Absolutely, but good it's stuff. The, yeah. Listen, have it. Have a good Friendship. week. We look forward to seeing your uh, Ozzy Osbourne and uh, and Kylie.
2: Yeah, look out for it. Are you going to flirt
0: learn. with Kylie? No.
2: Wish you flirt with me. Come yeah, on.
0: Okay. Well, everybody does. Everybody does. I, li-
2: I live in a strange dream world,
0: don't I? Oh, don't worry. We all do. Thank goodness. That's what I said. I don't Absolutely. want to come into the real world. Not no, at my time you. of life. Listen, we'll talk no. to you next week, Stevie. All right. Have a good one. Bless you. Thank you for that, Steve Bye. Hargrave. And you can catch him on uh, Sky, as he's their entertainment correspondent. Uh correspondent. So, Kylie and Ozzy Osbourne. What a combination. This is El... There we go. We saw yesterday just how good it is and how hard it is to pick winners at Royal Ascot. And if Sam keeps going on about his big win, says Alex, I'll invoke the as good as your last selection rule and find him two pounds every time he mentions it. Okay. No, he's not there. Sam, not there. As I'm talking to him. Hello, Sam. Hello. Can you Hello. hear me? Right.
3: I was here. I was. Uh, I was waiting to be introduced. That was all. Yes, I do beg your pardon. What well, he didn't apologize. win yesterday? I didn't win. King's I'm shocked.
0: Yes, you had 12, 12 runners and yours was sixth.
3: Hmm.
0: So you lost £2.
3: As well, Ascot, as he says, it's difficult. Where's this business of fines coming from? You well, see?
0: because you, you, you keep going, oh, we had a big winner. And he says, if you keep going on about this, he's going to fine you £2. Well, pounds. I, mean, I
3: think I've been nothing but good natured <coughs> about all of this. I've been to be honest. £3. Pounds, nothing sorry, but good natured. I think he's gone a bit far there.
0: Yeah, well, he had Zophany. Oh, yeah. Sixth as well. Sixth must have been the magic number yesterday.
3: We didn't get any money, though,
0: did we? No, both of you lost £2, pounds, but yeah. he's still in profit for £22.38. You're in loss, £33.55.
3: Yeah, but, you know, it was nearing 50, so...
0: Yes, but, well, it's no good was. Was is... We're not interested in was. We're only interested in is.
3: Well, I'm encouraged, anyway. Yes. Well, that's all I can say.
0: Well, you better be encouraged, Dave, because we're off to Royal Ascot again. Yeah. The 3.05, Strawberry
3: Daiquiri. Oh. Strawberry Daiquiri. Well, it's head-to-head. We're going to the same race. Five past three, Royal Ascot and Spacious. Spacious? Spacious. spacious. Gosh indeed hopefully it'll uh, it'll need some space i don't know I've kind of, <coughs> yes i don't know i'm kind of losing uh, i'm losing things to say really in terms of uh, in terms of trying to make myself uh, sound confident because i'm just not
0: yeah, but you have to, you have to, you have to pretend. It's it's a bit like being in showbiz.
3: But I was, I was kind of pretending to yeah. be confident. But, but you have just, to keep pretending. It's difficult. It's a honest. career.
0: You know, you have to, you have to keep pretending for the rest of your life. It's like an actor going halfway through and coming on stage in, you, know, you know, in the middle of sort of Hamlet and You know, to be quite honest, I really couldn't care less about this. I do
3: care, but it's just I'm finding it difficult to believe that my horses are going to win. That's yeah, but what you I'm mustn't. Saying. For you must, you I'm must just have I'm, faith. I'm opening up my opening up here, Steve. Well, I know. I'm being and, and honest. You sometimes know, you just...
0: you have opened up, and, and we're we're very grateful for that. But I think you have to. Have Faith, Sam.
3: It's it's getting difficult. I'll yeah. be honest. I have a word with I the Almighty.
0: Can... See if he can guide you in the right direction. I don't
3: know whether I can take any more of this, Steve.
0: Well, you well, you have to. I'm
3: afraid keep it's, losing, it's,
0: it's show business.
3: Maybe we'll get a winner then.
0: Well, no, it's not a case of maybe. It's a case of we will. Get a winner. <laughs> we will get a winner. We, we winner, will Steve. get a winner. We will see, be positive. Spacious
3: is going to win thirteen yeah. to two tomorrow.
0: Okay, there you go. You see, that's the way it works. Hmm. I know. I know. I'm not sure you're. But uh, we'll, we'll keep, a, think, keep our fingers crossed. So, strawberry daiquiri, and your one is? Spacious. Spacious. But I don't believe it. OK, well, we'll no, be positive. Positive. Think positive, honestly. Like you have, we need to send you to one of these positive classes where you must think positive.
3: Mm, yeah. I don't know. I'm down, I'm down on this one, to be well, honest. Well, don't
0: be down. Don't I be I down. Don't. You're making the rest of us feel down. It'll be fine. Of course it will be. Fantastic. Nice to talk to you. Thanks, Steve. OK, bye. Oh, it's hard work, isn't it? Something You've got to, got to G him up. If he doesn't, you know, he, he's not getting it. Uh, Ray says the only apples worth eating are Jono Gold. Is that how it's pronounced? John o Gold. Hard to find, but worth it. So many different apples now. I didn't realise how many different apples there were. Oh, don't forget uh, our text question this morning. Got to be quick on this one as we celebrate Steve Day because I've taken over the LBC website on lbc.co.uk. Do go and have a look, please. Makes me feel a lot better about life. And that the whole front page is me. Until seven, and then and then it becomes... I haven't read out the text question yet. What's the meanest prize you've ever had? The meanest freebie? The You know, the best... Somebody goes, oh, look, would you like this? Our one would have to be... Our one would would have to be... Was it that plastic cow or something? What was that thing we had one day? So we had some dreadful thing sent in. It was... What was it? I can't remember what it was. It was so awful. They went, you've really got to have this. This is fantastic. And it was... It was something dreadful. And we all went, and that's it. We're very disappointed, I'm afraid. This is after uh, Sainsbury's, after a lady had been shopping with Sainsbury's for a hundred years. Since she was a few weeks old, the best they came up with was a cake, a bottle of champagne. I mean, she's not going to eat a whole cake. She's a hundred. She goes there every Friday. They all know her. And the best they can come up with is a meal in the customer canteen. You know, uh, a bottle of champagne and a cake. Riveting. We said flowers every week or every month for the rest of your life I mean, or free shopping or something. She's a 100, for God's sake. Jo in Woodford says, I did better than that for a complete stranger last Mother's Day. In front of me in the line was an old woman, obviously not celebrating Mother's Day in the family, if she had any. She reminded me of my mum, so as she was packing away her groceries, I paid for them. Hopefully it made her day. I've done that before as well. I've done that before for somebody. Not exactly that thing, but I've done something similar. And, uh, and Joe says, come on, Sainsbury's, get something decent sorted out for your 100-year-old customer. Because more people are living to 100 now, and you should take... You know, it's just... It takes some guts to get to 100, a lot of willpower. After Alf Pearson, that we mentioned, and uh, and also Edmundo Ross, Bryn tells me that uh, John uh, Radcliffe is also celebrating. Is it John Radcliffe? No, Willie Fox. I do think poor old John Radcliffe's going, no, not me. Willie Fox is celebrating his 100th as well this year. So many happy returns to you as well. Uh, Declan says, why does the director call us on to set at 6am when the flippin' shoot is until 10? You can only eat so many bacon rolls and coffee. I know, but they like to get you there early. It's like for this show, I have to get up at 2 in the morning. Only because it takes me that long to get ready, I'm afraid. Steve, they should give her free shopping for the rest of her life. Exactly, I mean, she's 100. How long can she go? You know, it's not, you know, not forever. Leslie says, I spent £39 in my local shop, not even two bags. Can you get John Warrington to get that supermarket to open here? Uh, Mark spent uh, weeks in hospital after breaking two feet. Happy birthday to Lindsay. That's from Marilyn, Phoebe, and Daisy. And uh, strangely enough, uh, Mark Hennessy says We first met Edmundo Ross and his wife Susan at my uncle and aunt's 50th wedding anniversary about seven years ago in Spain. What a lovely man. Made a fuss of my two daughters all night, we still have the photos. He was very pleasant. How wonderful. That he's 100. Exactly. Celebrates this year. Edmundo Ross 100. There'll be many of you going, Edmundo Ross is 100. I think that's really nice. It's really nice. If you're celebrating your birthday today, just let us know which supermarket you shop in. And we'll make sure that they, uh, they come up with something suitable for you, because they should do. Uh, Gemma and Tom say, Can you wish our mum Tracy a happy 50th? She's been listening for Donkey's Years. Well, she would be if she's 50, I should imagine. And um, another one here. Angela says we're all massive fans so hello to mum she'll be listening my dad's in hospital I don't know what he does in hospital he's just he's just in hospital Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Now, you know Diane Burstein used to be on this programme for many, many years. She does all her walks around London and educates you. She's got one coming up in August. I only mention it because you need to book for this. And it's a day out in the Bromley-by-Bow and Stratford area with a walking tour of the historic Three Mills area, ending up on the Greenway overlooking the 2012 stadium site to see the latest progress. They then take the walkway, or you will, alongside the River Lee to Hackney Wick for a bagel lunch at Foreman's Salmon Smokers. Well, sounds quite nice. I could do a bagel lunch today. Uh, Foreman's have been in business for over 100 years, you see. It's a theme running through the programme today. And uh, so after the smoked salmon bagels and delicious cakes, you'll have a tour of the factory, salmon cutting demo, and talk by Lance Foreman about the history of the business. Now, if you want to know more about Diane Burstein's walks, you can email her at diane at secretlondonwalks.co.uk. Diane at Walks. Dot co. UK. OK, she's got a phone number as well, which is 020-881-2933. 020-881-2933. So good luck. And uh, don't forget, send in your text. What's the what's the worst prize? You know, it's not like our How Lows where, we you know, we give away all sorts of things for pennies. Sometimes you win something and they go, and what have you won? You've won, I mean, I remember entering a competition once on sugar puffs. And it said, win a pony. Why on earth I thought I was going to win a... Po- what I thought I was going to do with it, I've got no idea. Perhaps I thought it was going to sit in the garden or in the bedroom. And it said, win a pony. And so I entered. And it said, even if you don't win, you get a badge saying, I've entered... You know, and those, when you're young, you get a bit carried away, don't you? You go, God, I could win a badge. Win a badge. I've entered the Sugar Puffs competition to win a pony. They had loads of ponies to give away. I have been a glut of ponies that year. And so I entered the competition. And, and I didn't win a pony. I also didn't win a badge. Because I forgot to read the small print which said, Send an SAE. Well, in those days, I don't know what an SAE was. And that was the only way you were going to get your badge. I never even got a badge either. So I'm really disappointed. But on this programme, we give away all sorts of things. My company's gift, says uh, Robert, to celebrate 60 years, a special bottle of washing-up liquid. (laughs) Terrific. I'd rather have that than the cake and the champagne. I mean, at least give that 100-year-old Lady Ivy a trolley dash. Or a trolley walk. That'd be quite nice. Let her pick sort of all sorts of stuff out, whatever she wants. You know, it's, it's, it's good, isn't it? I mean, I think, I think if you're a 100 years old, people should make a fuss about you. And I think that's a bit mean for a multi-billion pound company, or whatever they're worth, and they're going to announce on breakfast this morning with Nick Ferrari what their profits are. I mean, to be honest with you, I think that they might do a little bit better, you know, than what they've offered us so far. So they're going to be talking about inflation... They're going to be talking about the Bloody Sunday victims. Should they take further action against the British Army, or is sorry enough? This is in the light of the compensation. We've gone compensation mad in this country now. Especially in the light of the policewoman the other day, who, uh, who could be in line for about 545,000, because somebody called her a whoopsie. Heart of the matter is coming back, or wild at heart, I think it's called, with Stephen Tompkinson and Dawn Steele. I thought it was the biggest pile of rubbish I've ever seen in my entire life. Terribly sorry. Oh, and uh, Robbie Earle's been sacked by ITV. They didn't waste any time. They gave him a bunch of tickets, and they ended up in the hands of 36 girls doing a promotional outfit, totally against FIFA's rules. This company bought them, or they got hold of them somehow, and so Robbie Earle kicked out straight away. Silly moke. Apparently, it turns out, according to the... uh, the TV company, that there have been other instances of tickets which have gone to other people. Uh, piers Morgan is set to quit Britain's Got Talent. Many of the people you'll see in the new series have been on before and been rejected, including somebody who sang at Natalie Imbruglia's wedding, or her birthday, I think, her birthday. And, and, and he was put through and the crowd booed again. And you think, this is just turning into sort of some backhander. Some of the people have come back as different names and in different groups because they've run out of people. They've run out of people. I mean, judging by the last crowd that we got. Oh, and here she is again. Amanda Holden and her pal. This is Danielle Lineker. sorry yuck, Sorry. Not bear Danielle Lineker. And Paul, Paul Gascoigne is making um, a good recovery in joking with nurses. Because, you remember, Paul Gascoigne is really funny. Very, very funny. Uh, and uh, going into uh, the Strictly Come Dancing, Patsy Kensett, who is... Battling to get over a marriage split, like she did every other time. She battled to get over a marriage split. Apparently could be getting around £80,000 to slip into her dancing shoes. Oh, how dull. Uh, Of course, she's got that staring face, I'm afraid, I find a bit frightening. And the second celebrity definitely confirmed is Matthew Wright. I'm sorry, Matthew, you're a journalist. You're not a celebrity. You shouldn't be doing it unless, as I say, you're very, very desperate for the money. News headline, Sam Pittis...
3: The National Address in America...
0: Morning, everybody. Uh, 11 minutes to 7 is the time. So what's the the meanest prize you've ever had? You know, when they phone up the gate, oh, you've won a competition. We used to get them all in Leicester Square years ago. And people would be uh, phoned up or they'd be sent a letter saying, congratulations, you've actually won uh, a speedboat... Would you like to come down and collect it? And what it was, it's a company at the other side of the square. They're not there now. And they were these people selling timeshares in Spain. Remember the days when people bought timeshares? And to get you in there to listen to their presentation, you got a free gift. It was either a, 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 a travel clock or the speedboat was the funniest one. It was made out of plastic and some plywood and came with a motor that looked like a hairdryer. And you had to assemble it yourself. And there was another one. They, they used to run, and I remember it distinctly. It was, they, they'd phone up and say, you've won a car And you turn up and, of course, you hadn't won a car at all. It was just their way of getting you in. But I remember they stupidly sent it to the former Prime Minister, Edward Heath. And Edward Heath took them to court and got a car. He said, you were right written to me, I've got a car. I want it. And, of course, they were so worried about upsetting him, they gave him the car. There's lots of these uh, these companies out there. It sounds too good to be true. It is too good to be true. Except in the case of PC Jamie Slater, who's in all the papers today. PC Jamie Slater is now spending time in prison. He's a traffic policeman, and he let women off driving offences if they had FEX with him. He stopped six women, took their mobile phone numbers, and later sent them text messages demanding they meet him for FEX. Two agreed to his demands and had FEX with him in his police car while he was on duty. I mean, I wouldn't mind but he's an ugly little so-and-so. I mean, you have to be pretty desperate. Uh, Four others refused. He was jailed for three and a half years. The judge said these offences were deeply distressing to your victims, all of whom were vulnerable. Uh, They felt powerless. Your activities have done immense damage to public confidence in South Wales police. He used to send text messages. I mean, what a pervert. This is a copper. You know, you do worry, don't you? I mean, I know 99% are fantastic. And you get some ugly little four-eyed so-and-so like this one who goes out and threatens people, saying, I'll, I'll let you off this traffic offence if you... Oh, dear. God, blimey. Mind you, they love people like you in prison, uh, Jamie. They really will. Lisa says, the worst thing I ever received was fruit in a bottle of water in Secret Santa. I said I was trying to lose weight. I was not amused. Would oh, you have... Remember those in the office? And today, Secret Santa. You go, right, you're losing weight. OK, some water for you. And some fruit. <laughs> Carl says, my birthday today, the big Tesco in Slough is my regular supermarket. I'm 47 years young. Put a word in. Listen, you're, not, you're 47 years old, all right? You're old. 47. You've started reminiscing already. Michelle said, I agree. I heard the Scissor Sisters song, not knowing who it was, and thought, great song. I might get the album. Brilliant show, by the way. And Dave says, uh, ref the iPhone 4. Thought you could only pre-order. Yes, I've, I've pre-ordered. I have pre ordered i know what I'm talking about, actually. I've gone completely round the bar me today. I think what I've actually done is i pre-ordered it and it the the thing is for next week <laughs> duh anyway uh re apples does anybody know where i can buy english apples as all the stores are stocked with foreign ones says jim want to come around Twickenham? we've only got english apples we've got uh cox's and brave i like the burn though i think it's loads of apples out at the moment oh you can't move for apples you cannot move. They're English. They're English apples. English Braeburn. They are off the trees in England. They fall off the trees like 100-year-old people going shopping. They're falling off trees at the moment. They're all over the place. I love it. It's English apple season. Certainly sprout season. We know that for a fact because I'm eating sprouts. I love sprouts. We're going to put recipes up. Uh, you've only got uh, eight minutes to enjoy the delights and it is the only day that the LBC website has been taken over by the Steve Allen Show. He gets everything. Doesn't he get on your nerves? He gets... Every, every time you turn... There's Steve Allen on the radio. Gets on the producer's nerves. Shh, can't stand working with him. I tell you, I've met him a couple of times in the court. It drives me crazy. He's so cheerful. Hello, and hello, kind of, Oh, get away, you boring old windbag. And, uh, and then today, they've given him the front page of the LBC website... I mean, God, like, I've been here for years. I don't get the front page of the LBC website. He's got the front page of the LBC website with all pictures of his contributors, you know, and people like that, pictures of the producer and John Warrington, whoever he is, and Jonathan Levi and Julie Good and Jane Milligan and everybody. And they're all on there because apparently somebody upstairs has decided, you know, put him on the front page. I tell you, the rest of us are going to get a petition together. I'll have a word with, uh, with the Barnet later on. She's not been on the front page. James Max is apoplectic. You know, goodness sake, this Steve-Eck gets everywhere. So it's only for a few more minutes, I have to... It says here, you know, can you mention it for him? Otherwise he'll become a little bit precious. God damn. talks about his showbiz. He hasn't got any showbiz friends. doesn't know anybody at all. He just he talks about Dave Berry up the... Co- he doesn't know him. He doesn't know him at all. He just sort of... Wa- Dave Berry hasn't got the faint... He thinks he works here as a cleaner. He's got no idea. I've stood behind Steve Allen as he's walked up the corridor. And Dave Berry's wa- at me. Waved at me. Not at Steve Allen. Uh, Amanda Holden again, wearing a most peculiar hat, actually. And uh, joined by Danielle Lineker. How lovely. And, uh, and somebody else wearing a red outfit. Can't bear Danielle Lineker. And um, another one here. Oh, this is the the man, Sharon and Nigel. He's a hotel manager. He's uh, going to skip Christmas working for the first time in 25 years because he's won £12.4 million on the lottery. I'm so happy for you. I couldn't be happier. I'm really thrilled. I love it when people win because I always think it's getting ever nearer me. And seeing as I'm generally a bit psychic, not like Steve Allen, he just says he's psychic. He's not, I'm, I'm psychic. And, um, and you think to yourself, well, very soon that money will be me. And I, I can't imagine, how, I'll probably have a heart attack and drop dead on the spot if it ever happens. You can just tell, can't you? It'll it, be one of those dreadful days where they go, oh, well done, you've won 12 and a half million. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> and they'll go, do you know, he was so happy and so looking for, I'll laugh. I should be sitting here laughing. Ha, <laughs> ha, uh, ha. 84850, oh, steve at LBC.co.uk. I'm devastated, Steve. I listened to the programme and I was reading the Metro and it does say Ivy was treated to a bottle of champagne, a cake and a meal in the supermarket. This is Sainsbury's. You wait till they get... You, I'm, I'm expecting you to send in your your texts and your emails to Nick Ferrari this morning. I think they should come up with something an awful lot better. I don't know who else you you're interested in. Uh, being on Strictly Come Dancing. I mean, to be honest, to be honest with you, they go, oh, apparently the Bieber are really keen to sign Patsy Kenseth. I can't imagine why. Nobody likes her. Why would people be interested? And that's for poor old Matthew Wright. <gasps> How embarrassing. At one time, the man held in high esteem, you know, journalist and then does the right stuff with that gusty Gail Porter and a few other has-beens, and now he's going to be dancing on the television. I was going to say, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he must be that desperate for the money. Or failing that, he started believing his own publicity, which is a bit worrying. Gethin Jones, apparently was only receiving the Strictly Kumari Dancing competition, the Vale of Glamorgan, because he was at a charity dance. Because I think he appears to be working at Holland and Barrett at the moment. I haven't quite fathomed out. But um, his girlfriend, as you know, is uh, lovely Catherine Jenkins. We love Catherine Jenkins. And Penny Smith has lied about her age. She's 51. She says, for decades... Women have lied about it. She said, I've lied about it. What's the matter with that? I agree, but I don't... But to be honest with you, I don't know, you know, how old Penny Smith is. She could be 97. I've got no idea. Makes no difference to me. But they're saying that they, they really want to sign her for the Strictly Come Dancing because, uh, you know, now she's left the breakfast programme. I think we should sign her here. I think she's great. I love Penny Smith. Very, very good journalist. Very good presenter. Nice, pleasant... You know, and they're also saying, and they want to sign Ben Shepard. Well, doesn't he just look like he's got two left feet? Anyway, I've got to go now. So you've only got about a minute, to, four minutes, to go and have a look at that Steve Allen front page of the LBC website. He drives me mad, honestly. I think he's probably back tomorrow between five and... Se- I couldn't care less, frankly. I mean, pff, given the choice between listening to Steve Allen on LBC and uh, listening to me, I win hands down every time, I'm afraid. Nobody likes him in the office. Really hate it. Uh, so he's on the front page of the LBC website, OK? Uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow morning between 5 and 7. do you get to check out the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. And uh, Nick's with you after the news at 7. Before all of that, have a great day. Here's the business update with Sam Pittus.
3: Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up 15 15-